What's up, everyone? Thanks again for joining me on the podcast of Do Something Great Dot Today. My name is Steven Hernandez. We help you to find your passion and do something great with your life. I'm with a good friend of mine who is actually, um, we are co-hosting another podcast, which you should definitely check out. It's called Coffee and Theology. His name is Chris Alex. You can go ahead and introduce yourself real quick, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Hey, guys. My name is Chris. Uh, Steven said we've been friends for a long time, and I'm, I have a, this is awesome that I get to be on his podcast and share with you guys today. All right, so as he said, we've known each other for since 2006. So that's where we met in, in Bible college. And so Chris has been um, someone in my life that has helped shape the way that I think about the world and see some lies that I, I assumed about the world and even lies about myself. And so he's been influential. He's definitely my brother in arms. Uh, we keep each other accountable. Uh, again, a few weeks ago, we had Jermaine. Uh, he was on the podcast and he we also we went to the same college together all three of us that's and right so yep. chris, yeah yeah so um so chris alex is definitely um through these last few years we had similar callings we had similar uh educational goals and backgrounds and we also had similar um struggles and things that we are both going through and that we're encountering and we're trying to fight through and and we're encouraging each other so chris actually um told me about starting a podcast with him and I was like man you know what I need to do that and so then that's actually how I started this podcast because I wanted to learn how to use the app so so we'll we'll start here and then I'll kind of ask some questions and if you have any questions Chris uh so okay when when um so I, I grew up in a predominantly Hispanic neighborhood the schools that I went through they were predominantly Hispanic we had probably 75 80 percent were Hispanic and it's funny, you know, um, I was thinking about it uh, the other day, Chris. Uh, so you know how, like, we have the boogeyman and then, uh, you know, like, the parents say, oh, if you act bad, the boogeyman's going to get you. And, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there's a there's another one in Hispanic culture, which is the Llorena, uh, which is basically a scary story about this woman who drowns her kids in the water and then she becomes a ghost and she's looking for her kids and if you're a bad kid she's gonna come and take you (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's horrible it's a terrible story right and and it's funny because i was thinking that another one of our boogeymans was the cops oh okay yeah so growing up it was the cops right when we see a cop car passing by everybody will be like you know and i was like three or four or five and i remember like kind of like you know standing up straight like oh dang are they gonna come mess with us are they gonna come you know take us to jail and and um this was around the time where nwa made the song f the police forget the police yes, right yeah, yeah. and and my cousin he's about <laughs> <laughs> my cousin's about three years younger than me and so i was probably about six or seven and so it was me my brother fabian my cousin tony and my other cousin Javier and Javier decided it would be funny if he said F the police while this cop car was passing by and they had their windows down. So mm. he says it, he screamed, he said, F the police. And the cop car er, stops and he's like, he they get out the car, there's two of them, and they walk over to us. They're like, What did you say? And then so obviously, you know, my cousin's crying. They put him in the back seat. He's like three years old. They put him in the back seat and no. Yeah, it is crazy and, and <laughs> You know, three? We, we saw it's three or four. I mean, we were young. 
because in uh, I was 10 when we moved out of that house, and I was younger than 10 because this happened a lot, a lot sooner. So I don't know exactly the age. He was probably about four. I know the handcuffs were super big on him. But anyways, so so we saw the the police officers as the boogeyman, and I say all this to say that I also saw white people, Caucasian people, as the enemy. Okay. In and and I saw them as an enemy. I saw them as people that we don't we don't associate with because they have privilege, they have power, they have money. And I'm I, I'm not African American. Obviously, I'm Hispanic. I'm Mexican. But we had a similar struggle. We had gangs. We have you know drugs and drive-bys and all this stuff. So I assumed that those people were the enemy because they every in my mind every white person had you know Mercedes and two parents at home and this good education and stuff like that. And so I met Chris Alex uh, a few days after or right before we started SUM. And I remember just his love and his love for God and his his uh, acceptance of me as I am just changed my perspective on white people as a whole. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I've never met a white person that (laughs) was friendly, friendly, (laughs) was loving, was was goofy, was genuine as as he was and so god used him to to break some lies that i had on my mind so i just wanted to share that because it's it's something that's powerful it's something that i didn't even know i mean i knew but i didn't know that i had prejudice in my heart i had racism in my heart i had bitterness in my heart right and and that was something that would definitely you know it would affect me it would affect people that i would lead if i still had that mentality today yeah. So I well, say- I do have to. I do. I do have to interject and tell you that I also have a fear and prejudice of white people, even <laughs> though I'm white. Okay. So, <laughs> so you may be serious or you may be joking, but but that's, that's uh, real, right? Real quick. I I didn't grow up. I grew up in in white <laughs> families, but because but because of how much abuse that we went through, my mom and I, it's hard. You know, um, I don't think any culture. I think every culture has its own demons, if I just say that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I definitely agree with you. I think and that's one of the another misconception that we have, that some people have it better than us. I mean, there, there is, you know, privilege in general and, and things like that. But I, I think um, I think that everyone, yeah, everyone has something that we struggle with. And it may not be the same thing. And we think if we have what they have, but we struggle with what they struggle with, then we'll be fine. But it's that's not the case. Everyone has their own cross to bear. That's right. Yes. Yes. So, so first I wanted to talk about accountability because again, accountability is something super important for us to have. It's something important. You know, well, there's times where I'm going through things and I'm like, yo, I need someone to pray with me. I need someone to stand with me. I need someone to give me a word. And, and many times, um, Chris has been that. So we, we talk about in the faith community, the three types of people we need to have around. A mentor, someone that's older than us, that's pouring into us. Um, a peer, someone that's on the same level as, as us, growing with us, sharpening iron. And then uh, a mentee, someone that's younger than us, that we're pouring into and, and um, mentoring and encouraging. And so, so Chris has definitely been that iron that sharpens me, uh, who challenges me, who pushes me, who reminds me whenever I fall. What, what are some other things as long as accountability that you think that are either benefits or uh, ways to go about finding accountability partners? Because we can't just, you know, I, I try to just pick random people to be accountability partners and they just didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work out. Yeah, it's, 
you're 100% correct, Stephen. That's what that's what we're taught. Uh, but then, you know, you have cases to where you don't, um, you, you go and ask somebody. Like, I remember asking a, a pastor, hey, can, can, can I be your mentee or sit under you? And he just ignored me. Um, and so, <laughs> so I think that, um, I think ultimately, whether you're Christian or not Christian, you need people to influence you in your life. Right. Now, a lot of times, especially it, uh, you know, in Hispanic community and, and, um, and even in African American community and Asian community, uh, you get a lot of, uh, families, right. Families are huge. Yeah. Right. So family becomes your accountability, your mom, your brother, your sister, right. Your grandma. Right. Uh, yeah. and, but, but you know, that's not always the case, is it? When we're seeing more and more families broken, we're seeing issues. Yeah. And so then you have people looking to outside help. So they look to pastors, uh, professors, teachers, um, even police officers, firefighters, whatever you try, you know, especially as a young man or a young woman, you're trying to search for that. Uh, I yeah. think key is, I think key for accountability that I would say is, is almost making sure who you're asking is somebody that you truly want in their, in, in your life. And, yeah. and I think that persistence is key. Uh, so if there's somebody that you're trying to say, hey, I want them to influence me, I want them to encounter, you know, hold me accountable, then make sure that they're that they're okay. You know, make sure that they're doing good, um, and then be yeah. persistent. Keep knocking on their door until they say yes. You know, um, but you're 100 percent correct. I, I actually have never heard of having a mentee. I've heard, okay. you know, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard the term, guys, spiritual father. Yeah. Well. That, that irritated me because uh, I never had a dad. So I'm like, I don't want him to be my dad. I don't want him to influence me. Um, and every getting rejected by man. So what happens when you get rejected by somebody who you're trying to make them your father figure? You know, you're or like someone you look them. up to. Yeah, yeah, forget them. So you, you don't have accountability and you just go do whatever you feel necessary to do. So healthy relationship has to be key. And that's hard to find sometimes, Stephen. That's really hard to find. Um, that's why I love uh, some of the churches that you and I have gone to, talked about, and been a part of, because there have been churches that we've been to that have been healthy and helped us. You know, or even at our Bible college, there have been some men there, like John Bankus, who have helped us. Bishop! Bishop! Bishop. Bless me, Bishop. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so, he was amazing. But those are rare <laughs> finds sometimes, isn't it? You know, and so a lot of college students, yeah. like if you're at college and you're listening, there are great professors that you interact with. You know, like there was a professor yeah. in my in my graduate class that this man was brilliant. He had a degree, a PhD from Oxford University. He's now the London Theological Dean wow. over there yeah. in London, right? I mean, don't we look to them as prestigious? As far as education, I mean, they talk better than we do. At least they sound like they are. Uh, but... I went to him and <laughs> yeah. asked him, can I sit under you? Can I be, can I have you speak into my life? And the man, because he's healthy mm. and because he was good and he was, he, he had a good heart. He took me on for four years. I would meet with him every week. That's rare, wow. you know? Um, so, yeah. so look to That's your professors, cool. you know, look to, um, Look to church. If you don't go to church, you know, look to somebody you work with, uh, maybe a boss that, that you respect, 
like respect I think is a thing do you respect this person yeah. are you willing to respect and listen to them and then and then go from there so there's two things that come to mind when you were talking those are definitely great great tips so one is is um when people so as we're in this journey you know we're learning we're trying to be successful and again last last uh, episode i talked about what real success is redefining success that it should be long lasting it shouldn't be about just about us but we should redefine success and look at it right in a different light um and so whenever we be, we do become successful and everyone listening you know if there's someone that looks up to you and says you know will you mentor me will you keep me accountable don't be those type of people that Chris Alex just talked about that say you know what I'm too I'm too busy for you I'm too you know I don't have time if you're you know and there right. are times where right. we are too busy and there are times where we have you know several mentors but if it's just because we're like well I don't want to waste my time with this person because they're not on the level that I am that's exactly why you need to mentor them you know so 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 looking out and giving back I think that's something definitely big the other thing is um so I think this might be a not harder but harder question to answer but it's kind of I don't know exactly how to phrase it because it just came to mind but so there have been pastors and mentors and people I looked up to but as I get closer to some of them or as I got closer to some of them and I was like man I see their real life I get disillusionment because I I almost put them on a pedestal I almost put them on a pedestal and I'm like man they're not that godly or that righteous person that I thought they were look at how they're talking to their spouse or look at how they're you know they're dealing with certain issues that I'm not even dealing with you know what I mean so I don't I don't know I'm just trying to figure out one is how to like you're saying you want to you want to have a mentor that you look up to that you see he's doing something right or he's doing something successful that you want to follow whether it's uh, organization or leading the church or whatever it is you know because they're um and this this whole church plant search as I was looking for you know church plants to be under or pastors to be under and I was like yeah you got a big church but I don't like I don't like your meta- methodology right I don't like how you're you're treating the volunteers I don't like how you know whatever it was there's there's different things but I've seen some big flourishing churches and they're like well if you want the results I have you got to do what I'm doing and I was like I'd rather not have the results you have because what you're doing is not not the way I treat people. I, right. I don't, you right. know what I mean? So so I, I think that's important that you said, you know, we have to have respect for them. Um, but how, how, so I guess here's where the question is, how do we kind of figure out what people are like before we get too deep? And we're like, man, I'm being mentored by this person and this person is not a very nice good person you know i tell i tell students all the time don't seek the gifts of the spirit at the cost of the fruit of the spirit we need both now um before we talk about the question guys listening if you don't know what the gifts of the spirit are there are things that god blesses us with through the power of his presence his spirit and then there's fruit which we call love patience kindness things like that um that he produces in us and helps us to become better people. Really, really just helps us to become yes. better people and, and love one another, you know, because essentially we can't do it ourselves because we're selfish. But um, to answer your question, how do we vet them? How do we, how do we, you know, as you were speaking that, Stephen, a word uh, fluidity came to my mind. Um, I think that it's, it's good to keep a safe distance 
And I think it's good to, um, mm. I think it's good to realize that people are in our lives for seasons. Okay. So having the right perspective yeah. on a person is key. If your perspective are wrong, That's then important. you're going to have a wrong expectation of that person and you're going to be hurt. See my perspective of, Hey, I want you to take the place of what my father there to do and that mm. because of that every time they rejected me i took that and i felt like a failure um because nobody that we talk wow. to is perfect okay going into the mindset yeah. of hey what do i want as an expectation of this relationship is is essential if you're in a working place and you're and you want your boss to speak into you why do you want your boss to speak into you because you like him personally because you want to be his friend. Uh, so I think it would be key to write out expectations of finding a mentor, what you expect, what your goals are, what you want to achieve in that relationship. And then vice versa, if you're going to mentor somebody, you know, what do you want? What do you want them yeah. to, to expect out of you? You know, you can't assume that people are going to just give you what you expect or that your mentee is going to just end up the way you want them to end up. So having a fluid, a fluid idea and perspective of, hey, I just want this aspect. I, I want to know how to how to do financial records, right? Or I want to know how to work the, the stock market yeah. or I want to know how to build a house. I want to know how to, you know, versus, oh, I want to know how to, 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 to treat my wife or to love on my kids or to be a good neighbor. Like, what are those, what is that, what is that category that you're looking for to get out of that relationship? And, and I think approach it yeah. in that way, because, excuse me, what's going to happen is you're going to meet somebody, you're going to want what they have, the knowledge, the tools, whatever. And then when you dive fully in without having the right perspective, you're going to get hurt by them because you're going to see the good, yeah. bad, and the ugly, you know? Um, and so... I would can spend you, time. Can you repeat that? Uh, you, when you dive into a relationship with somebody, whether they're mentoring you or you're mentoring them, you're going to see the good, bad, and the ugly of that person. And you have to be okay with that. You have to let your insecurities be put aside. And, I, and the only way that happens is having the right perspective, having the right understanding of, okay, what do I want out of this relationship? Now, it's not also wrong to take things slowly. Okay, don't just like me. I like to jump right in. I like to dive in. I like to say, hey, I want an all <laughs> relationship. And then like two months later, I'm like, I'm done. Right. Yeah. It, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know what? I want to get to know you and your family first. That's I want to see I want to see how life is in your household. So invite them over for dinner. Ask to come over, watch football games. You know, uh, whatever, play, play cricket with them if you play cricket. I don't even know what that is. But you know what? <laughs> like, it, it's almost like it's almost like dating because this is important. You know, yeah. having somebody speak into your life is important because yeah. you become vulnerable or you being mentoring somebody. Let's say you're going to mentor a kid that you know is struggling and doesn't have a dad and, and, he, he, and you want to pour into his life. There's times it's going to get messy. It's going to get ugly. It doesn't have to be a right now process. This isn't, you know, you don't have to be like McDonald's. I want it now. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, and then, and, and then if the person's not right, bless them, say thank you very much and, and move on.
you know yeah and that's then, good that's good no I was gonna say yeah that's good those um I don't think we think through all the things that you talked about but they're absolutely important having expectations for yourself having expectations for them all those different things and then whenever we're mentoring somebody we have to be you know we have to say hey i'm sorry and apologize whenever we mess up because maybe we uh you know we're on that that end and we're doing it so yeah those are definitely great great tips um about finding a mentor being a mentor and accountability so i want to talk about uh and and i wanted us both to kind of share some lies and and that we have experience and then what we do to kind of break those lies so uh, and I'll, I'll kind of talk and then I'll, I'll bring you into it. So, all right. So let's talk about misconceptions, lies that we believe in and how we can kind of see those lies. I think, um, as I shared earlier, just, um, there was a lie that I had and I, that I heard and it was through music, you know, from Tupac to Biggie to right. everyone. There was, right. um, different, different things, even movies, right? Even movies. And especially now the political uh, arena is so, so, um, bipolar. And so that's not helping the situation, but so that was one lie that I, that I believed. And, oh, that's what I was going to say. So Romans 12, one and two, it talks about renewing your mind. So there's going to be two things that happen. Either you're going to be conformed to the world or you're going to be, or you're going to renew your mind and be transformed. So in the Bible, there's this verse that talks about renewing your mind. And what it means is change the way you think of things. Uh, the word in Greek is actually like metamorphosis, like to have a transformation, like you see a right. butterfly. Right. And uh, so it, at first it's a caterpillar, it goes into its cocoon and it has this metamorphosis transforming uh, event that happens where it's no longer that caterpillar. It's no longer uh, in that cocoon, but it has a new perspective. It has a new way of thinking. It has a new way of seeing things. And and um, and in our lives, it's a process. It takes time. It, I wish right. it happened just like that butterfly, right? When I say, okay, God, I'm going to follow you. But it doesn't always happen like that. It takes time. And so slowly, um, there's been things in, in my life, and especially in this season right now as... One of mine, and I'll share this one, one of my biggest fears was that failure. I didn't I didn't want to fail. Um, I feel that I, God called me to Austin to plant a church, to start a church. And I took about five years to do that, even though we moved here with, the, with that in our mind, because I didn't want to fail. The whole world's going to come crashing down. I'm going to be humiliated. I'm going to be, you know, I'm just, it's just going to be terrible. And my life is over. As many, many know that in a sense that, you know, we, we did fail in a sense, you know, we, right. we're no longer operating. We're no longer um, having Sunday services or any, any kind of service. We're not doing anything right now. We're just kind of recuperating. Uh, I'm learning what it really, really means to be a father, what it really means to be a husband, what it right. really means to put my, my, my marriage and my, my home first, because right. I wasn't, I was putting, you know, ministry and, and, events ahead of ahead of that so so that's one of my things that, that was fear and it was it was it was just um it was almost choking me because i was so afraid and so worried oh man if i fell you know i just i can't get up from that i can't recuperate and so we ended up you know we fell and and it's okay like so now what i'm seeing that failure is actually something that i can learn from i can grow from and i can get stronger from just like when my son and my daughter were learning to walk they fell a lot of times they would walk stumble fall down 
I didn't laugh at them. I didn't make fun of them. They didn't just say, you know, oh, I can't do anything. I'm just going to crawl around for the rest of my life. They said, okay, let me get back up. Let me try again. I hurt myself. I cut myself. I hit my head. Let me get back up and keep trying. And so it's actually made me stronger uh, from encountering that failure, from encountering that mistake, from encountering those letdowns. Uh, I actually became stronger and I can see that failure is not going to destroy me, but I can use it uh, as a tool and, and encourage other people. So how to deal with the question is, how do you deal with lies? Is that, is that what I'm getting? So the question is, what are some lies that you encountered that okay. now you see that they were lies you believe? And then how can we, you know, how can, because there's blind spots that we have. How can we figure out other lies so that they're no longer keeping us from fulfilling our potential? That's a very good, that's a very, do we got five hours or more? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of lies that we encounter on a day-to-day basis. Um, and some of them are in our own lies that we've created, uh, whether we're an anxious person and we struggle with anxiety or, you know, or there's lies that people speak into our life and we accept them as truths. Um, and then, then culture gives us lies like you're talking about how we look at the politics and it's all just who's lying, who's telling the truth. And at some point you're just, I don't care anymore. But, um, <laughs> you know, I just like Donald Trump's hair. But, um, hi <laughs> uh, guys, I'm bald. I know you can't see me, but I'm a bald guy and, and I get jealous of our president's hair. Um, I'm sorry. Forgive me. <laughs> anyway, it was a bad joke. Went horribly wrong. Um, so some lies, I'll give you an example of some lies that I've dealt with in my life. Um, one is like you said, the fear of failure. I think that a lot of people struggle with the fear of failure. Yeah. Just fear of failure is one. Um, my biggest one that I had to deal with is caring what other people think of me. Mm, yeah, that's a big one for me too. That's, that's huge because when you allow that to control you, that lie of, hey, I care what these people think of me, then you give them power over how you live, how you dress, how you eat, how you, uh, what kind of music you listen to, what kind of, you know, you let them in, you let that influence you. And that's not right because that's not who you are. You know, who you are, God first God created you, he loves you, and he's designed you for a purpose that really only he can help you with. Um, but there's no fulfillment in, in thinking about what other people think of you. Instead, you pretty much put chains around you. Um, the only thing that helped me get through some of these lies is finding who I truly am meant to be through Jesus Christ. Um, you know, you could try self-help books. You could try surrounding yourself with great people, but unless you truly have, unless you truly have a relationship with who Jesus is, then you're not going to fool your full potential. However, yes. we don't want you to be bound in lies because those are the things that, that chain you down, you know? Um, and so how did I overcome them? Well, fear of failing, um, I, I too church planted and fell on my face like Steven Hernandez here. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and it was, it was through understanding that, um, I'm just learning, I'm growing and it's better that I took yeah. a step of faith than to not try at all, because how else are you going to try to change the world or at least impact somebody, you know, or help an orphan or, you know, um, or make success in your life. How else are you going to do that unless you try? 
to uh, take take that step, despite having if you're going to fail or not, or fall on your face. Um, and then having good relationships, like with Stephen, Stephen and I having good relationships, having people around you that can encourage you is is another key. Um, just like we talked about in the beginning of this segment, accountability. Having good yeah. friends to, to 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 encourage you and 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 help you back up. It's like it's like you know if your kid trips, uh, let's say they're riding a bike and they're trying to re- learn how to ride a bike, right? Let's say they're trying to learn how to ride a bike and they fall. Like my my son, he's seven, he fell. I didn't go and and just leave him there. I went and helped him up, right? And that's what that's what good friends, good family, good people in your life can do for you if you fail. And it's not even failure. I heard this quote and I wanted to share this on here. Defeat does not finish a man. Quit does. A man is not finished when he's defeated. He's finished when he quits. Mm, that's good. So having the right perspective that everything you try, it might not work out the way you want. But everything you try is not a, is not a defeat. As long as you don't quit. But see... That's what the lies try to do. The lies try to keep you in chains and bondage. They don't want you free. They want you to be defeated. They want you to quit and just give up life. Oh, well, you know, it's almost like the Eeyore complex, right? Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Woe is me. I guess I lost my tail today, guys. Now, another lie real quick that I had to deal with was the expectation, like, what other people think of me. Yeah. And that was stemmed from me not having my father in my life. And you might say, well, I have that, and I had my dad in your life. Well, then it must, you know, there's something there that it's coming from. There's a root in your life where the lot took, a weed was planted, and it took root, and it started to grow. And so learning to unpack those, going back to that in your mind, and saying, wait a second, when this person told me that I'm stupid, that took root. And that my whole life I've been thinking I'm stupid. Well, no, you're not stupid. It's just at that point in time, something something went into your into your, your mind, into your heart, into your soul, and it started to grow. Yeah. You start to declare, no, that's not a lie. This is the truth. What we say with our mouth and our tongue is essential to to being free from the chains of the lies. Um, what you speak, whether negative or positive, has an influence in your life. So start to declare, no, I am not stupid. I am good. I am intelligent. No, I'm not a failure. I, I learned. No, I don't have to worry about what this man or woman thinks of me. I'm my own person. Yeah. I know we don't have enough time, and, but that's that's what I got. Yeah, no, that's good. The other thing that, as you were talking earlier, like as we're talking about the failure of the the church plant, is that I had to learn that I am not what I do. Amen. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Because I thought, okay, if I'm a church planner, then, and if I'm doing successful and I'm doing, doing well, then I'm loved and I'm good. And if I fail, then I'm not loved, then I'm not good, then I'm not wanted. And so I had to, um, almost not disassociate but almost just uh, detach myself from that identity from what right. i am you know i i am not what i do yeah i rap yeah i teach yeah i do all these things but that's not who i am amen that's good that's good and man so so yeah so um 
So definitely, those are those are some some lies that we believe that are they're actually pretty common. Like you're saying, like pleasing people. These things are very common, and I dealt with that a lot. You know, I had to have the, this certain haircut, this certain clothes, yes. this certain style, and just so I can get people's approval. And and that stuff, honestly, that that really doesn't matter in the long run. Like that stuff just. It doesn't matter. I can't. I can't live to please people because they're never gonna be happy. They're never gonna be satisfied, and and then in a sense, we're not even being our true selves. Right. We're not being who we are truly supposed to be. Right. We're just being copies of everybody else. Right. And then we get hurt when they reject us. Yeah. So when you were talking about things that we do, so I think it's important. You were saying that whenever your son is riding a bike and he falls, so having that accountability and having those people who can see our blind spots is very important to yes. learning those lies. Yeah. And and as you were talking about, and having our relationship with God is the most important because He right. gives us our true identity that says, right. even before you made a mistake, even before you did something great, I love you. Right. Even before you did anything. And and I think that's something significant. Whenever Jesus was being baptized, he says, this is my beloved son and I'm well right. pleased at him. He didn't he didn't heal nobody. He didn't die on a cross yet. He didn't do any miracle. Right. He didn't you know, he didn't do anything. Right. But he was already loved. And, and that's something we have to understand about us, that we are already loved. Yeah. We're already accepted. We're already have this identity and value right. we are significant we're important we are right. needed even if people around us don't see that or like you said family members didn't see that or they said things so i think what what you said as well was important that spending some time alone and thinking and saying okay god show me where was that moment right where this this lie crept in right and god will reveal it to us um i know i went through this um a while back where i did this ministry where i sat there and and I say, God, show me the moment where, and then show me the lie that I believe in and show me the truth. Right. And then God, he will speak to you. He'll tell you the truth of who you are, what the opposite of what you've been believing. And um, those are definitely great, great tools and great things to do. Uh, we should definitely do that. We should spend that time, find out our true identity. And then um, even write it down, write it on your mirror, write it on a note, um, note card, write it on your phone. And every morning you wake up, you say, I am loved. I am a, more than a conqueror. Right. I can do this. Uh, you know, so whatever it is, find out who you are and write it down. And every morning, say it over yourself. Believe what, what you're saying and what God said about you, regardless of how you feel. Uh, any any last thoughts as we're talking about accountability? We're talking yes. About defeating the lies. One, one extra tool that you can add to your arsenal is the is the term by Felicia. Okay. So these <laughs> love it. start coming to your mind. You say by Felicia, right? Ain't nobody got time yeah, for ain't that. Nobody yep. got time for that. <laughs> hide your kids, yeah. hide your wife. <laughs> oh man. No, seriously. When people start yeah, speaking your life, you don't need them. If they're speaking negative yeah. and they're they're yeah. downing you, they're saying, Hey, you're they're making fun of you, they're bullying you, you don't need them. Yeah. Just look yeah. at them and say, Bye Felicia. You know? <laughs> And uh, one last yeah. thing is, guys, look, we only got, I mean, we, we only have one life on this earth. Go out and be awesome today. All right. Yeah. Do something great. All right. So I appreciate it, Chris. Um, and I appreciate everyone listening. Join us on this journey again. If you have any comments, questions, yes. like, subscribe, check it out. Uh, and then also check out Coffee and Theology on anchor.fm. That's our, our podcast that we're doing together. Uh, we got a lot of great 
great stuff coming up a lot of controversial stuff coming up and it's gonna be good it's also on spotify guys and it's soon be spotify it'll soon be on google and and uh, apple i believe apple yeah so anyways guys thank you steven it's been awesome you guys are worth it man you are worth it you are loved and you are worth it you are worth the love of jesus christ and he loves you very much okay remember that yes sir all right, I appreciate it. All right, man. Talk Peace. to you later. Peace. All right. Bye. I don't know how to hang up. <laughs> I'll are things that God blesses us with through the power of his presence, his spirit. And then there's fruit, which we call love, patience, kindness, things like that, um, that he produces in us and helps us to become better people. Really, really just helps us to become better people and, and love one another, you know, because essentially we can't do it ourselves because we're selfish. But um, to answer your question, how do we vet them? How do we, how do we, you know, as you were speaking that, Stephen, a word uh, fluidity came to my mind. Um, I think that it's, it's good to keep a safe distance. And I think it's good to, um, I think it's good to realize that people are in our lives for seasons. Okay. So having the right perspective on a person is key. If your perspectives are wrong, then you're going to have a wrong expectation of that person and you're going to be hurt. See, my perspective of, hey, I want you to take the place of what my father there to do. And that Mm. because of that, every time they rejected me, I took that and I felt like a failure Um, because nobody that we talk to Mm. is perfect. Okay, going into the mindset of, hey what do I want as an expectation of this relationship is, is essential. If you're in a working place and you're, and you want your boss to speak into you, why do you want your boss to speak into you? Because you like him personally, because you want to be his friend. 
Uh, so I think it would be key to write out expectations of finding a mentor, what you expect, what your goals are, what you want to achieve in that relationship. And then vice versa, if you're going to mentor somebody, you know, what do you want? What do you want them yeah. to, to expect out of you? You know, you can't assume that people are going to just give you what you expect or that your mentee is going to just yeah. end up the way you want them to end up. So having a fluid, a fluid idea and perspective of, Hey, I just want this aspect. I, I want to know how to, how to do financial records, right? Or I want to know how to work the, the stock market, yeah. or I want to know how to build a house. I want to know how to, you know, versus, Oh, I want to know how to, 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 to treat my wife or yeah. to love on my kids or to be a good neighbor. Like, what are those, what is that, what is that category that you're looking for to get out of that relationship? And, and I think approach it yeah. in that way, because, excuse me, what's going to happen is you're going to meet somebody, you're going to want what they have, yeah. the knowledge, the tools, whatever. And then when you dive fully in without having the right perspective, you're going to get hurt by them because you're going to see the good, yeah. bad, and the ugly, you know? Um, and so... I would can spend you, time. Can you repeat that? Can you repeat that last? Yeah, phrase? yeah. Uh, yeah I'm say, like you're gonna when you when you dive into a relationship with somebody, whether they're mentoring you or you're can mentoring you, can them, you repeat that? you're gonna see the good, bad, and the ugly of that person. Uh, got cut off. And you have to be okay with that. You have to let your insecurities be put aside. And I, and the only way that happens is having the right perspective, having the right understanding of okay, what do I want out of this relationship now? it's not also wrong to take things slowly okay don't just like me i like to jump right in i like to dive in i like to say hey i want all <laughs> of this relationship and then like two months later i'm like i'm done right yeah. it, there's nothing wrong with saying hey you know what i want to get to know you and your family first <laughs> i want to see i want to see how life is in your household yeah. so invite them over for dinner ask to come over watch football games you know, uh, whatever, play, play cricket with them. If you play cricket, I don't even know what that is, but you know what? <laughs> like, it, it's almost like, it's almost like dating because this is important. You yeah. know, having somebody speak in your life is important <laughs> because you become vulnerable or you being mentoring somebody. Let's say you're going to mentor a kid that, you know, is struggling and doesn't have a dad yeah. and, and he, he, and you want to pour into his life. Yeah. There's times it's going to get messy. It's going to get ugly. Yeah, but but are you willing? Can you repeat that after you say, "Are you willing?" Yeah. Hello. Can you repeat you there? that you after you say, "Are you, you willing?" Yeah. yeah. After you said, "Are you willing?" Hello. They cut off. Yeah. Okay. Are you willing to? Let your insecurities take okay. a bat seat so that yeah, somebody else can be influenced or influence you. That's good. That, that's that's key. But but be be slow with it. It doesn't have to be a right now process. This isn't you know, you don't have to be like McDonald's. I want it now. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Just you know, and then and, and then if the person's not right, bless them, say thank you very much and, and move on. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's then, good. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, yeah, that's good. Those um, 
I don't think we think through all the things that you talked about, but they're absolutely important. Yeah. Having that's expectations good. for yourself, having expectations. No, I was gonna say, yeah, them, that's good. Those um, all those different things. I don't think we think through all the things that you somebody, talked about, but they're absolutely be, important. You know, having we have to say, hey, expectations sorry, for yourself, having expectations for them. Yes, we, all those different you know, things, and then that, whenever we're that, mentoring somebody, so yeah, those are definitely we have great, to be, you know, we have to say, "Hey, um, I'm sorry," and apologize whenever we mess up because maybe we, uh, you know, we're on that that end and we're doing it. So, so yeah, those are definitely great. So great I want to talk about uh, um, and, and about finding a mentor, being a mentor, and accountability and, and that we have experienced. And then, so you know what what we. So I want to talk about. So and and I want us both to kind of share some lies. So. And, and that we have experience and then, you know, what what we do to kind of break those lies. So, uh, and I'll, I'll try to talk and then I'll, I'll bring you into it. So, what was I going to say? Miss, hold on. I'm trying to think. I forgot what I was going to say. I'm going to cut this all out. All right. So, anyways. um So, oh, wait. Hold on. You're done recording. <laughs> 